Hello everyone, my name is Eduardo Corona and I'm here with my partner Carolina Cona. We are very excited that you are listening to us today in our very first episode of our podcast, Level of Concern. Today we are talking about a very interesting topic. Caro, have you heard of nonverbal communication or do you hear, hear it often in your daily life? Yes, I have. And actually, many people may not have heard it by that, by that name. However, we use nonverbal communication all the time in our daily lives. Exactly. We can even use nonverbal communication while talking to someone, and it can be used to reinforce your spoken message. For example, that nonverbals may be facial expressions, gestures, eye contact and even body language. Even the appearance is part of nonverbals. Our clothing has go to according to what we want to communicate. For example, if we want to give messages in a church, it will be not correct to be dressed as a rapper or metalhead. Sure, people make judgment about our behavior. You may you made me remember a quote Richard Goldrich said that few realize how loud their expressions really are. Be kind with what you wisely say. Completely agree. Body language can even determine if you are higher on a job or not. The other day I was seeing a video of Amy Curry that spoke precisely of this. Our nonverbal govern how we think and feel about ourselves and that is reflected in our body language. And other people can see that, especially on important, important occasions as a job interview. Oh, another example is the judgment on the candidates. Face predicts 70% of electoral results. Their facial expression convey a message without the need to say anything. I also heard about it. What do you think about body language and gender? Do you think that each gender acts differently? Hmm, such a good question. The other day I was reading an article where philosopher Sandra Lee observed that in a feminine person, kids her body small and contained or well sensitive in a stickly packaged ways, often means using one's body to portray powerlessness. On the other side, more men can be wear expansive body postures that instill a sense of power. And in my opinion, the fact that this behavior is gendered may explain the gender inequality and some men believe that they have earned the privilege. What do you think? I actually agree with you. And you know, in, a, in the video of Amy Cudi, it also talks about that. Uh, it also mentions a study that it was made in a business school. And it says that even though there are men and women with the same intelligence capacity, uh, they are getting different grades. And she mentions that it is because participation is a key part of the grade. And like you mentioned, women do not fully raise their hands when they want to participate, while men fully raise their hands and in a way that they are more visible to the teacher. So with that being said, would you say that in your classroom or even you as a woman act like that? Yes, I don't fully raise my, my hand when I'm trying to participate. And what about you? Actually, I also 
don't do not fully raise my hand when trying to participate. So I think her study does not apply to everyone. Of course, there are particular cases. Each individual is very different, but it's a way of gen generalize to my majority of people. But do you agree that, for example, in the stereotypes of the society, it's distinctly unfeminine to burping or raise the voice in the argument and louding loudly? On the other side, in men, it's completely normal. Even it's known that women take care of their cleanliness and personal care. Why do you think this happened? Oh, I think this depends mainly on the culture as the example of the showering is known that in places in Europe, men and women tend to shower less. So it only depends on the different culture. As I was saying, it's about stereotypes. I think that it's a great time to start talking about cultures. So now we transition to our second topic of the podcast. From what we previously talked about, Caro, what is the first thing you think when you meet someone from another culture? First of all, I see the way that they they are talking and how they express each other. What do you see? Well, what what you say is what I would notice at first. Maybe their accent or even the way they dress. Do you know any crazy cultural difference with Mexican culture? Yes, it's funny that many people from other countries say that Mexicans usually um, use the word ahorita when it's not literally. Ahorita can be two minutes, three weeks, or never. Now that you mention it, now that you mention it, uh, I have also heard that Mexicans use phrases or expressions that are not little littles. Oh, wait, I remember another example. Do you know that in Japanese culture, it's well seen to slurp up the food? Different from other countries that are not well received. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Um, you have Japanese roots, right? What custom do you practice? Actually, no. Although I have Japanese roots, I was born and grew up in Mexico, but Japanese culture is very interesting and I would like to learn more about it. Great, well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to us in this very first episode of the Level of Concert podcast. We hope you like it and we will see you in the next episode.